good vibes Stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas Good vibes Stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas Psychic mamas Your favorite psychic mamas Psychic mamas Hey you guys, welcome back to Good Vibes Thick Thighs. We are back. I am your host, Gemini211, aka Bad Bitch Energy. I'm here with my amiga. It's Roxy, aka Intuitive Rocks. And today we have the pleasure of having an animal intuitive, psychic medium, and clairvoyant who's already helped find over 100 missing pets since 2020, Miss Nancy Mello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. We're super excited. Yeah. I Well, I don't feel like people know enough about things like this. Like, I feel like we all talk about, like, I want to talk to my grandma that died, but like pets and stuff, like that's a whole different, like, ballpark. It's something that I think means a lot to to, to the majority of us out there that, you know, even if you don't have a pet as an adult, you have that golden retriever that you had as a child, or you have that cat that you would pet on the way home from school. Animals have a wonderful way of making a mark in our life, whether we want to or not. And sometimes they're the only thing, especially in childhood, that shows us that kindness or acceptance that we're so desperately craving. So what I love to do is connect with animals that are living, that are past, that have, you know, issues with barking or peeing inside. I do work with missing pets. Uh, I love my end of life work. That's what I was literally just doing before this call. I was just working with an end of life pet where we asked the pet, are you ready to go? What would you like to do? The bucket bucket list items. And I was actually featured in Dogster Magazine uh, last year, December, January, 2022 about my end of life work because it's something, again, you don't think about. You think you plan like the hospice care for your auntie or your grandma, but you don't think about the hospice care for your pet and what they'd like. And what I have found just through my work with animals is they have similar wants and needs to us. Like for instance, this dog I just chatted with uh, before this call, he wanted a cheeseburger and the woman started (laughs) laughing and she was like, we used to give him bits of it. He wanted a cheeseburger. And then he said he wanted cubed cheese. He was very specific. He wanted cubed orange cheese. So he had like these foods that he wanted. And I think that it's really important because if we can honor them in that way and we can talk to them in that way, then it's amazing how much more peaceful you can feel when you do have that transition. So I love doing all the work I do. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it, it, it can be challenging at times, but it's really worthwhile. That's interesting. So I'm, I'm dog sitting a mini Aussie, but they're trying to find it a new home mm-hmm. because they can't keep it anymore. But the dog's like out of control. And I'm like, I wish I could just talk to your soul and see what you want. Because I feel like, you know, like at the pound, you know, have you ever walked through the pound and you just are like, oh, that dog seems sad. Mm-hmm. All that yeah. dog, like you're just intuition or what is it? The empath in us naturally just like picks up. Well, and what I'd love to do is I work with rescue organizations around the world. I have, I'm working with a rescue organization in Pakistan right now. I'm working with a rescue organization in England. Uh, so all over the world and we can actually help fit animals into homes like that. I actually am doing a fundraiser later this year uh, down South where we are, I'm going to help this rescue really fit the 
dog to the owners. And sometimes it's just a matter of, I don't want to be with kids. I don't want to be the only dog. But when you're able to honor that from the very beginning, I mean, I don't have the statistics yet because I've only kind of just started on my, with my rescue work or helping the rescues, but it would be really interesting to see the statistically if they are returned as much. But what you'll see, like what you're saying, where this dog needs to be rehomed. And this is where there's so much, uh, you know, we're just starting to talk about mental health with people, but there's mental health with pets. And what I found when you have animals, dogs, cats that have been rehomed two, three, four times, to me, what I see in them is trauma, just like you would see a kid that was adopted out. You'll see PTSD, similar like symptoms, at least from my end, with how they don't want to go outside at night. They're afraid to go certain places. They're sensitive, you know, and and I think we can all, if you think about it for a second, you know, we can all think of one thing our pet didn't like. Maybe they didn't like men. Maybe they didn't like the smell of cigars, but that's, that's memory, just similar to us, similar to uh, an abused child who doesn't like to be in the place of those things. So again, that goes to just hawking it out and really intuitively asking them, what do you need? What can I give you? Uh, One thing I suggest to people is keep it really simple when you're talking to your pet at first, ask them yes or no questions and then trust that yes or no answer. You know, do you want to go outside? And you just look at them, you look at them in the eyes. Do you want to go outside? And then trust the answer you're given. Simple yes or no, but you can start down that path. So you can talk to them and, you know, will you be able to help them find another home? Who knows? It's just about intuitively trusting inside what they may need and asking them for it because they have an opinion. Wow. I think you also made like a TikTok video on that concept too, of the way you're just talking to them and letting them know what's going yeah. on yeah. and they really yeah. understand you. So I started, I mean, I kind of did it before, but now I'm like, okay, you understand me. Like <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know you understand me now. <laughs> I have a client and I love them to death. They are in Anaheim in California and they had this little, I think it was like a chihuahua and I just, I adore them. So I'm sure they wouldn't mind me sharing. So the first time I talked to, there's these two little dogs and they were not listening to their owners. And they came to me and they were like, they are the most misbehaving dogs. And I talk to them in Spanish and they don't listen to me at all. And I need to know if they understand me in Spanish because they just look at me. And I was like, oh, they understand you. Like they, they definitely understand when you're speaking to them in Spanish. And she's like, I knew it, but they were purposely just (laughs) ignoring her. And it was hysterical though, because like they had totally been playing them, like playing the owners, like, they were purposely ignoring them when they were speaking Spanish, not because they didn't, they they just were like, nope, nope, just pretending like they didn't understand. So after that, like, I think I worked with them a couple of times and she would like, they started to kind of like not listen or kind of get uppity. She'd go, I know Nancy told me we're going to talk about this with Nancy. And she said, I swear to God, Nancy, they were like, they started listening. She's like, all I had to say was your name and that I knew they were doing it and they like changed. That's so so funny. (laughs) I I adore it because it's stuff like that where it's like, and and that's a, you know, and I should probably make a TikTok on it. I don't think I have one of like bilingual pets, but they totally get it. If you say certain words in different languages, you know, they, they will get it. They're not (laughs) as dumb as they, and they will play it off. They will totally play it off. (laughs) What are we talking about? Why is the garbage fault click can over? I don't know. You know. <laughs> like toddlers running around. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's funny that you say the language thing because sometimes I'll talk to the dogs in Spanish. Like I'll say something in Spanish, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like be quiet or something in Spanish. Yeah. I'm like, do you understand me? <laughs> they just stare at me. <laughs> 
but I did it yeah. jokingly, like just like talking yeah. to Spanish. Like they just stare looking at me like, mm, lady. My, just <laughs> without even psychically connecting with them, I would say that they most likely understand you. If you've used it at all, you know, if, if they aren't around, if, you know, as long as they're, you know, been around you more than a month, they understand you. They're just, again, and that's how they can kind of up it. Like when I talk about being leader of the pack and they want to, you know, sometimes they'll be equal with you. And that's them. If they are like not listening, that's like, no, I'm going to stay equal with you because if I'm equal, with you i don't have to listen to you all the time if you're leader of the pack i have to listen to you all the time because you're leader of the pack i leader of the pack or alpha i like to say leader of the pack so if you're leader of the pack i have to be and i don't want to so they choose to kind of stay at that beta role with you of just like no i'm going to be equal so i'll choose when i listen to you i guess that makes sense too in like different family members that are are in the same household like i have two dogs the female dog listens to my fiance more than me and then the male dog listens to me more than him (laughs) well and i hate to say this because you know i went to school long longer than i want to admit ago and i like was taught that like gender was a construct and blah 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 blah. and i talked to some dogs and again i have to be completely open right i can't let any of my biases in that's why like i was telling you before like i like do i want to know any questions no because that's how I do my best. It's just talking with what I'm hearing. But I have had like dogs, especially go, I want to be out with the guys. Like they identify more with a group and it doesn't have to be their particular gender, right? So, you know, it could be a female dog identifying with the guys or, or vice versa, but they, they will go out with it. Like there was, I think it was like a retriever that, that there were, there was like a group of like the, one of the owners, you know, guy friends and they'd get together and smoke cigars and she wanted to be out there with them. And she would even say, I need to go out and be with my, my guy. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they identify with that. And it could be vice versa. I mean, the first thing that's coming to me is like in Legally Blonde, right? You had you had her dog that like wanted to be with her and was one of the girls, yep. you know, and, yeah. and it was funny, but there's there's truth to it. Do you think like I picture like a movie, you know how like when you walk in the room and, and like animals are like, oh, I could communicate with you. Have you seen like like Marley or I don't know what is okay. these movies where like the human like the dogs talk? Yeah. Like, yeah, like Dr. Doolittle and stuff. Yes. OK, so do you feel like dogs when you're talking and doing what you do like do you feel like I don't know I picture Dr. Doolittle like they're talking to you and you honestly they just accept it like I've never had so okay with with an exception so when I'm talking with them over zoom over the phone just or whatever just connecting with them right not with them physically I will talk to them so there was a dog that I helped find up near Boston and I, I help find them in one day. Everything's good. Well, because I'm I'm up in New England as well. I was like, well, we should totally meet. Let's get together. The owner and I and the dog and I, we all got together. And um, the dog had totally been listening to me. Like I told the dog, like it it said someone had tried, like a, a man had tried to grab him in the car. And sure enough, like a, like five minutes later, the owner gets a report. Someone had tried to grab him. And so I said, okay, you need to go to the next man. And sure enough, like a guy opened the car. She jumps in. So it was clear that this dog was listening to me and hearing me. Wonderful. So we get together and immediately in my head, I, I tell, and I believe the dog's name was Kona. And I go, do you, do you, do you know who I am? And she said, oh, I know who you are. And then I said, hello out loud to the owner. Hello. And I gave her a hug and the dog kind of side-eyed me like, who is that? So we're like hiking, walking. And like, every time I'd speak out loud, I kid you not, the dog kept going like, who are you? 
But then it, and it wouldn't listen to me. So if I was like, Kona, come here. And Kona would be like, what? But then I would go in my head, hey, do this. And she would. So it was like, she could not connect the fact that I was the one talking to her. It was kind of like, who are you? And what, you know, what is going on? But on the other hand, I sometimes I'll go and do readings. And I was in Louisville and I'd been working with this dog who happens to be deaf for a couple of years. And the owner invited me to stay at her house. We've become friends. And I got out of my car and the dog ran up to me and I said, do you know who I am? And she said, yes, I know who you are. And, and that was it. So it's really interesting how some dogs are, or some animals are like, no, 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 I know you are. And others are like, what the hell? So like, for instance, I'm going down to the city tomorrow to New York City to help a hospice cat that's crossing over very soon. And I'm really interested to see what happens because I've been working with him for a few weeks and we've built up this relationship where I can just connect in and he'll tell me whatever, but it'll be different when I'm speaking out loud. It's like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a little bit of a paradox for him, but I don't, I don't stay open 24 seven, right? Like that's a big misconception. Um, and I think I actually just posted that. Like, that's like one of my latest TikToks is like, I have to close down. And I joke that I watch Real Housewives and The Bachelor and reality shows to um, like close off because if you were on 24 seven, you'd be exhausted. So it's not like I walk in a room and it's not like cheers where all the animals are Nancy, you know, up to it. So because I mean, that would just, I'd be absolutely exhausting for anyone. So it's, it's, yeah. And I think like, like I call it open or closed and some mediums will use different phrases, but it's similar. Like if you're open hearing, you can, but I can just, and it's just, it's like, for me, it's like switching off a light. It's like, okay, close. That's super cool. There's so much like we want to get into like it's so intriguing and everything and I bet there's like you could like we could just go on and on I want to like pause a little bit to kind of get to know you and, and test mine and Andrea's intuition so we're going to play the two truths one lie so go ahead with the three statements and we're going to guess what the lie is and I already okay. feel like with what you've already said like anything's fair game like I feel like <laughs> you've, you've experienced a lot <laughs> so this is the one thing that I actually I asked my kids about this like what should I say and they had lots of fun suggestions and I didn't take them up on any of them. <laughs> but, but so, cause you know, I'm mom, cause I'm alpha, I'm leader of the pack. No. Okay. So it's, it'll tie into kind of like what we're talking about. Like I talk to animals of all kinds. So, okay. So two truths and a lie. I have talked to a flying squirrel. I have talked to a tarantula and I have talked to a reef shark. I think the lie is the tarantula. Okay. I think it's the flying squirrel. Okay. It's a lie. Do you want me to okay. tell you? Yeah. No, no, it's the shark. Oh, <laughs> that I had a client that had two flying squirrels and I oh, worked wow. with them when they were alive and when they were passed. And then the tarantula, actually, I'm surprised, Roxy, if you watch me on um, TikTok, because I had this uh, woman that has like all these tarantulas. She has oh. like a huge following. I don't know her name. She's amazing. And like she booked a session with me and I talked to like 10 of her tarantulas and I, I could connect with them. They showed me sure. images, but I could connect with them. So yeah, yeah. I have not but spoken to the reef shark yet, but I'm totally open to, to it. I've talked to snails i've talked to lizards all kinds of lizards all kinds of like bearded dragons uh all kinds of rodents hamsters mice beta fish i've talked to beta fish before so when i say talk to it's not like they're telling me a story of their life so with beta fish with snails tortoises they'll show me images of things they like so for instance there was this very sweet woman who her she had a fish and a snail that were like buddies and i knew nothing of this only that she wanted to talk to a fish and a snail and i'm like sure why not and 
and the fish would like allow the snail to eat. Like the fish would like purposely like move out of the way, let some food fall for the snail. And they're both hot. But they were like showing me memories, like things that happened specifically, like the blue green food or remember when that you had to change out the yellow tank specifics, like because people are like, oh, you just it's an educated guess. No, like, first of all, if I was lying, I'd probably charge a lot more. Like I always say, like, I wouldn't be, you know, <laughs> like I'd be like, no. Second of all, why, why would I say I could talk to a fish? It's not like winning me friends over here. It's not like I want to be friends with the girl that could talk to the fish in the snail. People aren't like hammering to be friends with someone that declares that, right? It's not, I was not voted most popular in school at all. In fact, yeah, that's a whole other story. But yeah, no. So no, I, I just, that's the thing. Like there was this big, like one of my TikToks got pretty big over the weekend, got all these views and I had all these people going, she doesn't know what she's talking about. How, you know, she, if she did, she wouldn't post this stuff. And I'm like, are you? And it was a hamster, like literally rolling in a ball for like 10 seconds. And I said, this hamster is happy. 10 seconds, 10 seconds, this video for this 10 seconds, hamster was happy. I wasn't talking about like 10 minutes, but it was amazing the amount of hate that said I could not possibly be an animal communicator if I said that hamster was happy for that 10 seconds in that video. Wow. Uh, They they figured me out, apparently. I mean, that must be it. It wasn't until the hamster ball video that I knew I was found. No, I mean, it's just, you know. So when did you realize you had this like gift of being able to, you know, intuitively speak to animals? Always, always. But you don't want to be the kid who says you can talk to animals, nor dead people. I grew up on a... Very typical story. I grew up on a on a farm, an agricultural farm in Northern California, uh, seven miles from the nearest town, two miles from the nearest road. And all I had were uh, some, I, one of my other true truths and lie was I had three pigs, smoker, joker, and poker that my brother was raising for 4-H. And it was from animals like that, that were around. Cause it was like, we raised like corn and wheat and soybeans and stuff like that. But I would go and cuddle with the, the pigs and the pigs were amazingly loving to me because I didn't have any friends. We were, you know, it was just me and my brother, and my sister on this farm. So I would connect with the animal and right. apparently guys and whoever else was talking to me. And so that's what, when I, when I started talking to people that had passed on very early on, and this is the eighties, I got put on a bunch of medication for about the next 10 years until I could legally say no. And we're talking the eighties, looking back, a lot of this medication was no bueno. I'm surprised I have the kids I have and they didn't come out <laughs> with, my head with the crap that they put me on. No, because a lot of this stuff in the late eighties, was like no joke. Like they were just coming out with a lot of like Prozac was just coming up. And oh man, I was like up and down on Prozac. They were like adjusting the dose. It was so insane. Like the stuff I was being given and to like, look back, I'm going, how the hell? Like, honestly, like seriously, like when I, I joke about the two heads things, but like they put me on so much stuff anyway. So it wasn't until uh, I was on my second marriage, <laughs> my second marriage. And I had kind of been able to form my own identity because I was always trying to hide. And I, I, like to relate my abilities as a medium and a clairvoyant an animal communicator similar to someone that is gay. And I say this with love and all the respect in the world for mm-hmm. those communities. But I feel like it was me coming out because for 30 something years, I had a mask on, you know, everything right. I did, I had a mask on to try and hide. And it became a party trick. And it became one of those things that sometimes it would slip out and they would go, how do you know this? Oh, I don't know. You know, did I know that I had these abilities? Yes. And the fact that even all of that medication they gave me, I still, I never lost it. It just kind of subdued it, but I never lost it. I always 
always knew that there were other people around helping me that I could connect with animals that I could I had I could connect with energy but I just I learned how to hide it similar to other people in different communities where you learn how to hide your real self and also keep in mind like this is the 80s like psychics were like Miss Cleo like (laughs) I like I I thought I had to have a crystal ball to be a psychic and so I would grow close with someone and then that would be kind of, again, coming out similar. I would just, I would tell people one by one, okay, I'm kind of this, but I would have to trust them. And sometimes it didn't always work out that way. I lost some people along the way and I lost family along the way, but it, I, so I really tried to keep it hidden. And it wasn't until, um, unfortunately, I almost unalive myself. I had been attempting several times over my life. And it just got to the point where I realized I had, I, it was either unalive myself or come clean because mm-hmm. I, and there was something I, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a competitor and he, and she was saying that she didn't understand in terms of drag and why she was gay. She said she didn't understand why would God give her that gift? if it wasn't for the good that she was raised in the church and she why why would she why would she have this if she wasn't supposed to use it why would she have this if it wasn't good like she it wouldn't be bad and I felt like that was so beautiful what she said and it made a lot of sense to me because that was my realization that last time I tried to unalive myself is I can either unalive myself now because I I I, I couldn't do it I was so ashamed I mean believe it or not I'm a complete and utter introvert I'm very very afraid of criticism very I just I don't, I like to be left alone. I like to, you know, I, I'm very, very, very sensitive. I don't like to ruffle feathers. And I remember just screaming to no one, to, to everyone, just why, why me? Like you pick the wrong person. And I really tried to convince God that for a long, a long time again, because I was so afraid of taking my mask off. I was, I was, and still am married to an active duty military member. And when you are also included in that sect of the military, I did not want anything to make them look bad. I didn't want to offend anyone because God forbid I offend my spouse in the military like that would. And also I didn't have anyone that looked like me. And it just came down to saying, so what I am, I have to be me. And that's when I pledged that if I was going to do this, I had to be a hundred percent authentic. I would never, ever lie. I was always going to be able to reach people no matter what your income level is, which is why I love doing, I do free questions answered almost every Friday on Instagram, unless I'm absolutely exhausted. Uh, But that's to reach people because a lot of times the people that need the help the most are the ones that have nothing to give at that Mm -hmm. moment. And so I pledged that I would, I would be able to reach everyone, but that I was going to do it my way, that I was always going to be truthful, that if I didn't know, I would say, I don't know, but I was going to do it my way and be me, which means, you know, dancing with my cats or, you know, singing off key. Like I was going to own my kind of dorky silliness and so be it. So be it if I wasn't what a typical psychic looked like. So be it if I wasn't, you know, what you thought of. And I think what's challenging in 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 this world and why I think there's a lot of a lot of pushback on it is that with religion the way it is, and I say this with all due respect, I think religion is very beautiful, that we have been conditioned to think that there are that these people are bad, that these people are evil. And I have been called every name in the book. I've been called an aboli- um, abolition, <laughs> an abomination. I've been called called an abomination. I've been called the devil. I've been called all these things and had the wonderful opportunity. I was in London a few years ago and they had a uh, exhibit of Da Vinci's paintings. I didn't know much about Da Vinci, to be honest. I just thought it was very cool. And why, if you have the opportunity to go see it, why not? So we walked in and we were walking around and all of a sudden 
I stopped. There was a picture and I'm looking at it right now as we're chatting of uh, four men, four people around this man and they, Da Vinci shows his palm and this is like a, a drawing sketch and the palm is out. And meanwhile, someone's trying to pickpocket this man. And I was reading the information along with it and it said that this was political satire for Da Vinci. It was in Venice. Gypsies, as psychics were called back then, were being banned from Venice because this is what they were known for. And I actually took a picture of the picture and I got a print of it and I have it right next to me every single day that I work because it reminds me that there have always, always been psychic, always been mediums, always been people that could tell. We have always been there, but we've been in the shadows. And so nowadays still seems like psychics are safe to go after. Like, hey, I can say that you're a fraud because you all are frauds, right? There's no, it's it's easy to go after something that you don't understand. It's easy to go after something that you are taught to be afraid of for whatever reason. It's easy because society has made psychics be the enemy for everything. You know, did someone curse you, blah, 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 witches. You know, we're all roped into this horrible stuff. And the truth of the matter is, and, I t- and I've said this on a TikTok, is your psychic could be your plumber. Like there's so many yeah. people that are intuitive out there. Your psychic could be a plumber. Your psychic is the doctor that just has a feeling and runs one more test on you and saves your life. Your psychic is your therapist. Your psychic is the mail carrier. Like there are so many of us that have mm-hmm. intuition and abilities. We don't call ourselves psychic, but we know mom, moms are incredibly intuitive. I had a neuro, I have a neurosurgeon as a client, which I got very excited about. And at the end of the session with her, I had to ask her, I was like, you're a neurosurgeon. Like, how the hell do I do this? And she said, the truth of the matter is, is that we still have so limited understanding of the brain. We only understand about five, 10% of the brain. She said, we have no idea. Even as surgeons, as scientists, we have no idea. Her theory was that we all have the abilities and they come from our hunter-gatherer days, that it was, it came from instinct. And these are the people that would survive, that would use these intuitive abilities. As we came into more becoming farmers, those abilities didn't need to be used as much. And so they were quieted. But she theorized that some of us still have those genetic lineages to those people that were able to sense that stuff. And that was from a neurosurgeon. So I was like, okay, like, for me, that's good enough for now. But I think the idea to being open to just things that you don't understand, like I'm totally open with with anyone that says like, oh, I don't know how you do that. That's okay. Or I'm a skeptic. Great. Like you can be a skeptic. You cannot believe me. That's okay. But as long, like I will never ever hurt anyone. Like I will not, like I, even if I hear during a session something bad, I always say, do you want to know? But I am never going to purposely say something to hurt someone. I am never going to purposely go after someone. I am never going to cross that line saying something to someone on the street. Like I have strict policies about it. I never DM anyone. I never reach out. I never mm-hmm. infringe on anyone's personal space. And that being said, I also don't share anyone I have a session with. Like, I don't care who you are. I will never, ever talk about who I have a session with unless I have their explicit permission. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I've talked to this person and this person because that would be awesome. Like, and I remember even like, unfortunately, when the queen passed, everyone wanted me to talk about their corgis or the queen's corgis. And even I felt like that was going too far because I was like, these are, even though they're the queen and it's like everyone's involved, like there's still someone's animals. There's still someone's Mm -hmm. pets. And I didn't want to infringe on that. So I love if you go to my TikTok, it's just nancy.mello it's just my name but if you go to my tiktok i have these wonderful duets and it's like this is what the animal's thinking but if you notice i really try hard to remain respectful and kind i will never say this owner is doing everything wrong i will offer my opinion but i won't go into anything too personal and some people that 
thinks that means that I'm not psychic because I'm not going into personal, like right. into personal information, but I'm not going to interfere in your personal space. That's me being respectful. I don't need to prove to someone that I'm a psychic. So I'm going to show your personal information out there. Like that's not yeah. what I'm about at all. You, I'm a safe space with you and your pet. And I will take the stuff to my grave. And I'm happy with that because that's my calling, just like a minister, just like someone in the clergy. I feel like this is a calling. So mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating that people are more curious about it now. And I think we should be, but it's, it's, it have healthy skepticism. Like I say, faith is believing that impossible is possible. Like yeah, be open to it and then see what happens. So what is like an, like if somebody books a session with you, like, obviously you said you help find missing pets, but like, what is a typical session of just somebody, do they reach out? Like their pet doesn't listen. Like just, I've heard, you know, I've had everything from dogs that don't want to stop barking to someone thought their cat was possessed, um, which is fine, which is fine. Right. <laughs> um, cat, the cat was not possessed, but it was, you know, but I mean, no, I mean, it can be, I mean, it, it, it runs, it's just like with children and issues. I mean, it could be that they're peeing in the house. It could be a lot of times I'll get like squabbles with either the cats or the dogs or the rabbits or whatever. Like I'll get little squabbles. A lot of it can be trauma. I'm working with this wonderful golden retriever that was a that was a breeding dog for like six years and when I first started working with her she would not leave the bathroom she had already been at her owner's her home for a year and she would not leave the bathroom so it's helping rescue dogs through real trauma PTSD you know I work with health stuff I always have a disclaimer don't sue me I'm not a veterinarian and if I ever have a bad feeling I'll be saying go to your vet I I'm never gonna be like here we can fix this over the phone no go with the vet yeah I'll tell you what I think I'll tell you what I think you might ask the vet but I never I'm never in the should be replaced for a veterinarian at all um but I work with with everything from why doesn't my cat sleep out next to me anymore to you know how can I get my dog to get along with the other dogs on the street? Or, you know, how can I get my rabbit to stop escaping? Whatever. I know you've mentioned you do, you could do it like, I guess, yeah. telepathically also when there's yeah, like, all my sessions are done virtually. Like yeah. All my sensor sessions are done virtually over, over, over the phone or zoom, whatever you're comfortable with. If you're international, we usually do WhatsApp, but I've worked with people in over, over 60 countries today alone. I was working with someone in Turkey and someone in Ireland. So I, I work internationally almost on a daily basis. That's awesome. Are you also able to connect with, through pictures? Yes. So that's how I connect. I like to say that connecting with photos is like, uh, it's like Wi-Fi versus 5G. Like if you just tell me your dog's name is Lola, she's five years old, she's a Mastiff. Yeah, you know, I'll get something. But uh, you, generally, the picture just kind of sets the Wi-Fi on. And it just makes it easier so I can get a clear message as opposed to kind of like interference with wife with 5G. I have a Mastiff too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I'm psychic. Maybe I should do this for a living. <laughs> yeah. So what broke you out of that? Like you said that growing up, like you felt weird or like not weird, but like enclosed. Yeah, yeah different. What, yeah. what was that final like, this is it, this is, I'm coming out. Like what was that like light bulb switch moment? Um, I don't know if there, there was one, honestly, I, I, you know, I, I I don't envy anyone that has these abilities and I will work with children also that have these abilities 
Uh, I think it's really important to be open to them in our own with with kids, especially because it's very, very, very hard. You know, I think for me, I had to go through a lot of my experience. I was asked on another podcast, if you had done this when you were 20, would you have been the successful? Would you have been able to do this? And I said, no, I, I would have sucked because I didn't have that life experience. You know, I've gone through a lot of life. And so I think that's helped my empathy. I mean, I've, you know, and even my mom would joke like Nancy, everything that can happen will happen. And I I really thought I, I had someone had it out for me because it was just like, it was, it was super hard. And it just, it was like, you keep trying to get up and you fall and you keep trying to get up and fall. And that's why I really advocate for anyone that's feeling a sort of depression and feels like it's never ending. And I feel like I'm such a case in point that there's always time to change and there's always time to grow that even if you get to 30 and you're not figuring out your life, I mean, 30 is nothing, but it can feel like everything when you feel like you've been fighting for every inch your entire life. I mean, I remember just being so terrified as a, as a young kid. And even in my teens and twenties, I, I had nothing figured out, nothing thing at all. And I think, you know, honestly, when I started doing this professionally, I just wanted to be able to help people. And I just wanted to tell people in my position that it would be okay. And I had to trust that the universe, God would lead me to the right people that the people that needed to hear it. And of course, I would say that authentically, I'm not going to tell you everything's going to be okay, if it's not like if you come on a Friday night live and ask me, you know, when, when are things going to get better, you'll see I don't, you know, I don't tell people, oh, tomorrow you'll be feeling amazing. No, I wish I could do that. But I'll be like, oh, the spring or by the winter, you know, I'll, I'll be honest and being able to sense and say, okay, this is when I see it getting better. And this is what I'm hearing maybe can help along, of course, with resources. But so as far as a light bulb moment, I think it was just going through the coals over and over again. And from that really gaining a pretty strong sense of self and understanding that I knew who I was and it wasn't going to change. So I might as well just be honest about it because I wasn't happy having the mask on. I wasn't happy being closeted. It, it was miserable on my family. I was, I was the mom that was depressed at the time. My kids were young and they would hear me crying and it was, I mean, I, it was affecting my kids. And now, you know, it's, it, I just celebrated four years of being open uh, and being public with my abilities. And it's such a, I mean, it's such a difference. I mean, our family talks about everything now and, and even my kids can talk about their own fears. And, you know, if there's something is scaring them at night, at that night, they come to mom, mom, is there a ghost here? Mom, is there some energy here? So it's such an open <laughs> conversation though. And and it's it's wonderful because I love my kids for everything they are. And they have shown me love. And, and in turn with my spouse, like I remember for my, I was most worried about my spouse. My, my spouse is a mechanical engineer. He's a submariner. He's a submariner. He is like the, the straightest lace man you will ever meet in your entire life. He was literally an Eagle Scout. And I remember he knew about my abilities since I, we were dating and he didn't really believe them. And then I kept saying yeah. stuff. He, he finally was like, you really know stuff. Like, you know, like it was little things would happen. He'd be like, okay. And so I did tell him when I decided to do this, I said, I have to. And he said, okay. And the first year I actually went under a pseudonym because I was afraid of affecting his career. I, I did not want it to affect my family. And I remember I just felt near the end of my year, my first year kind of being open. And I, I was starting to get some regular clients and I was starting to kind of reach there, but I just felt like it was something was missing. And I told him, I said, I think I have to go under my name. And he said, okay. He said, I'll support you. He said, I don't care. Him giving me his blessing was just everything because I was like, okay, if as long as he's okay, my as long as my best friend is okay, then I'm okay. 
and he's, you know, and he's to this day, he's, you know, he's helping the kids into bed right now. So that's awesome. I feel like like you're perfect, you know, like life, you're here, you're creating this. And then you're like, I got the puzzle to the pieces. Like it's complete. Yeah, it's definitely not perfect. Like, yeah. I mean, you didn't hear us cursing an hour ago at my work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, no, like life. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, I definitely curse way too much. No, I am like, life is not. Oh gosh. No, life is not. <laughs> I mean, you know, like you got your complete, you know, like I feel like yeah. this life, it seems like you were kind of like, who am I? What am I? What could I be? Yeah. What can I not be? And then like you met your, your, your perfect, your, your soulmate, your partner that just like, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't him. It was me. I had to go through all of that. Like I, it was definitely, and I, I love him, but I, he's not taking the credit for this. <laughs> No, like he's a partner, but he's not, it was me. I, I had to decide I had to make, I had to go through all of that crap. And some of it he went through with me, unfortunately, but it made us stronger. Uh, you know, and it's, it's no joke. You know, I've lost, a, I've lost a child. I have, uh, you know, we've, we've gone through some health scares. I've, we've, I've gone through lots of abuse in my childhood and beyond. And it's, you know, it's, um, it's no joke. The things that, that have happened and, you know, I, I think it's like you go and it's, and that's why it's like you, you go and you go, what the hell's next? Like I joke that my life was a country song I lost my dog I lost my child and my spouse got orders we were living in Hawaii for five years and I finally felt like it was finally Ohana it was family I was home and he got orders literally the day my daughter died uh he got orders to Connecticut where we still live but it was like literally I was like my life is a country song I was like like everything was like tumbling and so there were some really dark times uh but it's amazing now how those times come back uh in sessions where I have people that have lost children that have no idea that I've lost a child and they want me to connect with them. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, this is why. Or I have someone that, you know, lost a pet like I did. And I go, okay, all right, this is why. And you realize that a lot of the things that have happened to you in your life, you raised your hand for before, before all this, that you raised your hand for the universe, for God to say, this is going to help someone. I don't know how, but it's going to help someone. And at the time when you're going through all of this, you know, and my heart goes out to anyone that suffered any kind of abuse because it it haunts you, man. Like I'm, I am, I think I'm 41. I had to remember my age. I mean, and I still <laughs> am getting flashbacks. I still have times where I'm getting stuff from childhood and I'm going, oh my God. But to know that there's a reason and maybe you, you generally, we don't know the reason yet. Like we're not going right. to like be like, oh my God, this crap happened to me. I know why. No, of course not. It's not. Yeah. If anything, you're like, I need a break from this mess, you know, like not I me remember. anymore. <laughs> so my daughter that I lost had, uh, my daughter that passed had Down syndrome. And I remember when we got the diagnosis, I remember going, what the hell? Like, I remember asking God, like, are you sure you got this right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about Down syndrome. I don't know anything about special needs. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I remember going like, me, you want me? You want me to help? You want me to do this? And I remember my mom going, you've been called. And I, but me, like we have no history of it, nothing. And um, it's funny because, you know, in the short period with her life and everything like that became our Ohana. And so even it gets amazing, even those connections now. So when I see someone with Down syndrome or special needs at my family, we smile because it's you, you welcome, you open your heart, but I'll never forget that when we got her diagnosis, I remember exactly where I was and I took the phone call and it just, it was insane. 
saying even how the diagnosis, how she went under the the wire of everything. And I heard in my head, and it wasn't like a voice. It was just like, you know, I need to get bananas at the grocery store. But I heard in my head, this will teach you compassion. And it did. In the short time she was alive, it did. I And I we will never be the same, but it's amazing how the saddest moments of your life turn out to be the most beautiful. But you have to look for that beauty. You know, we didn't get to have her long, but we get to experience the beauty through other people now when we see other people with families of Down syndrome or special needs, even autism. And you just smile at them. We're in that same club. We don't want to be a part of this club, but we are. And it makes us family. So to say to people, you're not alone, no matter what your kids are going through, what trauma, you're not alone. And I think more people need to hear that because social media is a highlight reel. Social media is, you know, the, the beautiful, like the beautiful tones that you can get. And I can get all the highlighter. I have no idea how to (laughs) contour my face, but social media is such a highlight reel. And the reality is like, dude, I was just trying to get my kid in bed and there was some (laughs) crying going on. And you know, like it's okay to like, be in the mud. It's okay to be frustrated with how your life has turned out. It doesn't mean it's bad, but just being open about it. And I think we're so afraid to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we totally appreciate you being so open and honest and, and all like being your authentic true self with us on this episode and also like being vulnerable and sharing your story because that's the whole point of why me and Andrea really wanted to make this podcast because we're bringing on different people with different stories that in parts anybody like there's people that can relate to it here and there that end up talking about like oh I'm really not alone like it's just a matter of like you said people speaking on it and stuff so I appreciate you being open for that because I'm sure our listeners are gonna appreciate it too. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's just about it's just owning who you are and your experiences and they're not going to be pretty, right? right? Like, I think if if you ask anyone on the street, like they've, everyone's gone through some sort of tragedy. Everyone's gone through crap. We just aren't as open to sharing it. And some of us bury it. And then it comes out when you're 41 years old. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. But just being open and saying, you know, me too. I think it's important. So when you channel, okay, so like, I one time I remember I did a TikTok live for somebody who like wanted to channel the reading, like to connect with somebody, right? So when I was channeling for her, I picked up this like male energy, but like I would everything that I would describe of this person, the lady ended up saying, That was my bird. That was my best friend. That's who I wanted to talk to. And I'm like, I've never channeled an animal before. So then, like, my the way I channel is like the minute I read something or the minute you say something. Some like I could tell you like something and then you say something, my downloads just like computer. Like I read something and it's like, so the minute she said that's my bird, and it was like it was like one of those birds from the cartoon Rio, those perp those blue parrot things. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, I see that was your bird blue. Like I could totally see it. And she's like, Yeah, that's my bird. I've never in my entire life channeled a pet before. And I don't even try. People are like, Can you channel? No, I don't do that, but I did it that one time. So like, are you kind of like in that that sense, like me, like where that bird had passed, but I didn't channel it as a bird until she kind of said it. And then I'm like, oh shit, this is weird. So or do you instantly channel animals that are past and you're like, oh, this is a past, a, a dead dog, or this is somebody's rabbit. 
Like, well, frankly, it- I asked them. <laughs> oh, you asked <laughs> them. I asked them because I, I, I remember once like someone sent me a picture of their dog and I started talking about them and they were speaking in the present tense. Turned out the dog had passed. And I was like, oh, they're talking in present tense because they still are alive in a different form. But the owner was sobbing. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I will not make that mistake again of not asking alive or past. And that's just for emotions sake. Uh, when mm-hmm. I'm doing my questions on Friday night, same thing. Let me know what kind of animal, um, you know, I like to have some details ahead of not details, like tell me tell tell me who I'm talking to but I will say with animals I like especially when I'm working with multiple animals and one is passed and then others are alive the living animals always come through first and it's almost like they have more pressing needs my water's <laughs> cold my water's dirty clean my litter box more um and I really have to work to connect with the past animal unless they are the only ones in the room or not even in the room but in their owner's life at that moment but you know it's interesting because on some of my longer sessions I had one woman that I was like connecting with like six or seven cats cats like I was connecting with every pet or not not I thought it was every cat but like so many animals that she grew up with blah 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 and so I was connecting with them connecting with them and then this and this cat came through and I thought it was one that I had the picture of and she's like that doesn't sound like any of them and I was like oh, okay and I just kept talking and she was like that's my orange tabby blah 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 it was a cat that I didn't even have a picture of but wanted to come through so that will happen as well and that's why I was like well it's five why five versus five G because once I'm connecting with one of your animals and you've kind of let me in then I can easily kind of pull someone you know what I mean yeah and that'll happen I mean I've had uh, several times especially lately I've had people come through on animal uh, on in animal sessions um it'll be like who greeted me oh it was this man with a mustache and you know lanky hair but oh it was my dad and then the dad kind of pushes away through um that's crazy yeah so I mean I just ask and that's just again because I, I try and be really careful of and sensitive to people and emotions and and you know I I I I don't I'm not comfortable with just being like who wants to talk because crap will happen (laughs) you know if I can like who's here oh hell no no I've I've done it once yeah no 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 I like to just let me know who I'm talking to yeah that's, that's pretty cool that sounds intense, though. Like a lot going on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, joke, um, I joke that it's like a party line from the 70s. And then when I say that, and then the person doesn't laugh, I go, oh, my God, I'm so old. You weren't alive in the 70s. You don't know what a party line is. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, so I'll be like, a pager. So they'll be like, well, how do they know when I'm talking with them? If you're talking about a past pet and I'll be like, oh, it'll be like a pager goes off and I'll just get this look like, and I'll be like a pager. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like a text message. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like a text message goes off for them. Okay. But so, yeah, yeah. I need to update some of my, like how I just, my descriptions on things. Cause, but that's, it is, it's like a party line. Like if I'm connecting with you and you have multiple pets and even pet, it, it's like, um, and I think Sylvia Brown said something like this. Like when, when she's connecting with someone, everyone's there like, Hey, let me get in on this. Right. And so it's, it's like a party line with pets. And because I, when I'm speaking with people, they'll give me accents. They'll give me different ways they're speaking. I was talking to a woman in Australia a week ago and her dad, I was talking to her dad and to be honest and to be very respectful, my only experience with Australia in terms of language is crocodile hunter and crocodile Dundee. And this gentleman was saying these phrases that I had not heard before. And so I would like, say it and I'd be like is that 
is that something you say? Cause, and I wasn't trying to be, you know, respectful. I was just like, I don't right. know what I'm hearing, but this is what I'm hearing. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah. So I was like coming out, like I was speaking in that dialect or I was hearing that dialect in my head. Animals sound all the same, alive, past, birds, horses. They all sound the same. It's the same as I need to go pick up milk at the grocery store. Like it's a train mm-hmm. of thought. Whereas with people, it'll be um, even in their demand. Like I had someone yesterday that I was chatting with and he was military and I could tell because he was like this the whole time. You need to say this now, now. And it was very demanding and very like in face. And then he was using like a military term that I haven't heard in years. Um, But it was like this. So people can get very intense even after their past um, in this form. They will still be who they are in life. Whereas Mm -hmm. animals, they they, they tend to be a bit more patient, except if they're living and then I'm trying to talk with a past pet, they'll be like, no, 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 me first. I need more food, (laughs) more food over here. Move forward, move forward. You know, I need more food. You can talk with my sister, but I need more food. So that's what I'll get. That's kind of the urgency I'll get. So like I had um, tuned into a couple of your podcast episodes where not where you're a guest where you made them and it's just you and like you're so I know you're very hard on yourself but let me just tell you you're very captivating in the way you speak to where I could just listen <laughs> I don't remember and, what I said I would record those in the car like I'd be waiting for like pickup like a school pickup and I'd be in the, the car and I'd be like I have a thought yeah that's how I think that's how the last episode I had heard from you like you had said like I just needed this I know it's been a while since I released the episode, I don't remember. But I just I let it out. The one I'm referring to, it's called. Um, you titled it hashtag uh, Live with a Purpose or something. Let me. Okay. Add it. Yeah, it live sounds life clear. on purpose. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds good. Um, but you were definitely talking about how, like, you know, to really about your ability and your gift and how you just kind of like accepted it, even though you were like, "Why me of all people?" Yeah. yeah. And then you dubbed yourself the hot mess psychic which I was like laughing and I was like, oh my God. Like, but then what, what I also caught on was like, yeah, you called yourself the hot mess psychic, but when it comes to reading, you were just like in the zone, you know? (laughs) And that's like, I think that's amazing how you just like, like you said, you flip the switch and you're just like, boom, you come, 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 come with like messages and stuff. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, when are you going to make another episode? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, so that was three years ago. That was like my first year when I was like, just kind of like touching on everything. And I remember the hashtag hot mess because I have a, a client turned friend that's a businesswoman. And I remember I told her about hot mess psychic and she's like, you can't have any negative connotation. She's like, that's very negative, And that'll view, that'll have people view you in a negative light. And I think I, I was, I think at the time I was kind of, and I, I was, I was owning that. That's the, that's the area I was in at the time, which was, I felt like a hot mess. I was like juggling this and I was doing this and I was doing that, you know, and it really felt very messy, you know, um, you know, and I, again, that's, it's okay. Life is not right. supposed to be so clean. Yeah. But I think, you know, we aren't, we are all meant to affect each other's lives. And some of us are, it's just about finding that what, we are supposed to impact the world with. Sometimes it's teaching. Sometimes it's literally just clapping. What what is the Will Rogers quote? Like some of us are meant to clap as we aren't, we aren't all meant to be heroes. Some of us are just meant to clap on the sidelines as they go by, but we all have a purpose. We all have something. And I think it's just accepting that. And some of us kind of fight that. Like I remember I was talking to a teacher not too long ago and she was just getting so frustrated with teaching. And yet I, when I was talking to her, I clearly feel like it was her calling. She was just burned out. And sometimes that 
happen. You know, I think we all get burned out. We all, all get burned out. And so it's also recognizing when you need to step back. And that's huge. That's that's including, you know, owning your mess, owning who you are, is that we all need to step back. And I think that's another thing is that, especially with social media and the internet, we always, I mean, we are constantly connected. And I I am guilty of it. I I have said 2023, I need to stay off my phone after like nine o'clock because you would, I mean, I'd be answering emails after at 1030 at night. And it's like, wait a minute, but it's that same stuff of like, this is who I am. This is what I can do, but I can also step back. So it's owning that, owning that, whatever that is for you. Like, do you have like a most memorable like session that sticks out? I mean, you're already kind of laughing right now. (laughs) Because I mean, it's just there, there are so many impactful moments. I will tell you one of, there's so many funny moments, but I'll tell you the one that's sticking out right now. And I, I might've told it before. So if you've listened to me talk before, but it was uh, the, they're illegal in California. I'll think about it in a second. Oh my goodness. I can see what they are. They are not, not squirrels. They're like, oh my God, what the hell are they? Oh, see, this is where my mind goes blank. Um, I'm literally going to look it up. What are, they're not skinks illegal in California. I'm literally going this squirrel like. Weasels? No, not weasels. Oh God. Oh my God. Like I'm going to get stuck on, not pet squirrels. I don't want, now everyone's like this. You can't have squirrels in California. No, um, not, oh my God. Raccoons? Oh my God. Go ahead. Raccoon? No, it's, um, they, ferrets. There, thank you. Ferret. I heard oh, okay. 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 So, okay. This is important. Why I had to remember it's important. So there was a ferret named Mary and this ferret loved her owner so much and her owner would come back from work and they would sit and the ferret would sit on his shoulder and they were so bonded. And this was after the ferret had passed. Ferret's name, I believe, was Mary. So the ferret kept talking about that she really liked the green stuff that she would get as a treat every night when he would come home. And that he would always give her a little green treat and she would sit there. And so he's listening and he goes, green treat? He's like, I never gave her a green treat. I was like, really? Okay. And I was like, well, I was like, well, you had like a burlap bag and she would get into the bag and that's where your that's where her treats were. Her treats were in your burlap bag and he says well yeah that's my bag from from cooking or whatever he did that was my bag and he goes wait a minute she was getting into my weed oh, oh and my the story is actually on tiktok somewhere and i think her name was mary it had something to do with pot because i remember just laughing it was like mary <laughs> something the squirrel the, sorry not the squirrel the ferris name had something to do with like mary jane something with pot but the owner and the owner was like well maybe i gave her a little one time but so the ferret unbeknownst to him was getting high at Every night with the owner. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. awesome. And I don't, I mean, honestly, like you, we know that like pot is poisonous for dogs and there's all kinds of stories. So please don't give your pet pot please god don't give your pet pot but this i mean what's remarkable to me is a that the ferret knew how to limit itself because it didn't (laughs) die it did not die from pot consumption so i don't it was i don't it might have just been getting i assume it just got like a little crumb but the ferret would get high with its owner and the guy (laughs) is this big burly guy that i would not want to meet in a corner somewhere no offense to that but just because i would get scared that and and i mean he's such a sweet guy but he starts bald because he's like oh my god he's like yep we would watch tv and i would have i would have a little i would imbibe and so i think that that was the funniest just because it was so unexpected and because again it was a person that you know and this is where i am i'm so gentle i try to be so gentle in whoever is on the screen because i don't know who's going to be on the screen and you will get people that you were like we would not be friends in life like (laughs) you would not be talking 
And yet they, you know, anyone is like coming hat in hand going, you know, I, I need help with my trauma. Of course, I'm going to help. But it was this big burly guy that's sobbing over a ferret <laughs> that was eating that was getting high. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, there's so many issues with it. But then the day and we just cracked up. I mean, the whole session, we were cracking up. That was the ferret's happiest memory. That is <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm like, you you have to give your pet pot. It's not, this is so rare. I do not know how this ferret survived that way. Yeah. (laughs) Full disclosure, do not give it. But yeah, no, I mean, it was just (laughs) unexpected. It's so awesome. That is a memorable one that like... We did get a couple questions from our Instagram followers. Before that, I was wondering if you had like any advice for those that want to be more connected with their pet. Just trust what they hear. Just when they ask questions, trust what they hear in their head. If they don't hear anything, that's okay. Uh, the key is to not think about it, right? It's not try and control the answer. For me, I find that when I connect, it's like Zen for me. I just go into the zone. Like I don't hear anything. There have been kitchen fires that have started when I've been in sessions and it's taken the smoke detector up here to get me out of it where it's like you have all this noise and you're so hyper focused. So I think it's just trusting, trusting what you feel. If you ever have a bad feeling and this goes for your body as well, if you ever have like a, oh my gosh, something's wrong, trust your gut. Same thing goes for your pet. If you have a feeling, go in. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Somebody asked, do animals know when we miss them? Yes. And yes. And one way you can help that is just telling them how long you're going to be gone. Okay, I'm going to be gone. And if you're going to be gone for a long period of time, you can uh, show the example of like leaves falling, or if there's a weather change, I'll be back when it's a little bit warmer. If there's a full moon that will be coming before I'll be back when there's a full moon, and you show them an image, do they understand that you missed? Yes, but I'm saying that because it's like to them, time is different, like they sleep and they Mm -hmm. eat. And it's kind of like, you know, like when I I took a trip recently for a couple of weeks, and, and I definitely could feel my animals were like, when are you coming back? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> you know, um, so yes, but it's it's just it's it's a different interpretation, I guess would be the my answer. And then when someone loses their pet, and they pass on, do those pets that have passed on come visit? Their 100%, owners? Just like with people 100% just like people, they will show very similar signs. I, I have seen there was a cat that I helped recently crossover that showed their owner cardinals and the woman texted me and she was like i'm getting cardinals and i'm like well that's good and she's like but i thought it only happened for people i'm like no 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 like animals will send you very similar signs uh so yes yes they will what i find is that generally they'll send a sign right after they pass within a few days and then it kind of goes quiet just like with people and then you'll get a little bit more because you have to grieve i like to joke that signs are not like glitter right generally not like every once in a while you hear about someone that's getting a lot of signs but generally signs are not going to be like glitter it's not going to be and i joke that if if we could truly like see them right in front of us and they were like hey i'm here we'd all be jumping off bridges. Like it's going to be anything you feel or hear or see, it's going to be so quick that you're going to be like, did I see that? And I always say, trust it. If you think you see them, if you think you hear them, if you see a footprint on or a little paw print on the ground, the worst case scenario, just say, yes, it's him and then or them. And you say, thank you. Thank you for the sign. Worst case scenario, you pass a very long time from now and you ask your pet, did you send me that sign? And they say, no, they don't care. If it helped you, who cares? You know, if it helped, no, I mean, really, what's the worst that happens? I always just say, worst case, I'm just a crazy psychic and none of this matters. Like, it's okay. Like, I don't, 
it's it, it's okay if it helps you why not i you know I, or like it'll happen when you have like multiple pets that are past and it's like well how do i know which is which trust your gut whoever comes to your mind right away okay tucker thank you for the sign trust that but if you get it wrong they don't care they're not up there fighting that you think the wrong person same thing for people like if you think your uncle john and it was really sandra that sent the sign they don't they're just happy you're acknowledging it this is a good question. Okay, somebody asked, do animals see us when they die and where do they go? Animals go to the same place we go. They go to heaven. I like to call it home. They go to a different neighborhood. So if you think of like, if, if it, I like to compare it to the good place, except there's, it's all good and it's all like neighborhoods. And so every animal that's ever existed from bees to ants to squirrels, everything that's ever existed is in this neighborhood. Now, because space is different at home, heaven, they all coexist peacefully. Uh, it's really really neat when I see like cats that are have like a strong hunting drive what they show me is what they get to chase at home it's like little blinking lights almost like um uh, like fireflies would be um but they're not like alive it's just little lights so it's not like they're killing anyone at home you know it's not like that doesn't work but they they go to the same place we go it's just a different neighborhood and you will have people visiting you'll have uh, so when they pass animals that they knew in life, animals connected to you or your family will greet them as well as people that you knew in life or people connected to them. And so you'll have those people. I've seen grandmas, I've seen aunts, I've seen lots of people. So they can, you can go to that neighborhood anytime, but you'll also see animals elsewhere in heaven. You'll see them listening to music. You'll see them at a park bench reading with their owner, you know, so they are allowed outside this neighborhood. It's not like you're stuck in here. Right. It's, it's, it's free flowing, but when they're not with, you know, anyone else they just hang out there they do what they love to do sit in the sun they get the same opportunities that we do at home it's no different they're still an energy they're still they're still they still have a soul which a lot i know some people disagree with (laughs) i mean i i think of um that movie a dog's purpose Mm -hmm. where like the dog keeps on coming back to go back with its owner does something like that also happen reincarnation can happen with animals it it just depends i mean statistically and i think i did this on tiktok i think it's it, it's so varied though i think I probably see it more because that's what people are asking. Those are the people that I am connecting with. But I will tell you, it's not an automatic yes every time. Absolutely not. I mean, it it just, and there's so many factors. The first thing I say is animals are autonomous. So animals just like us can decide if they want to come back. Sometimes if you've had such a deep connection with an animal, you, they will decide not to come back because it will hurt you too much. Like if they are really like your soul pet kind of level, they will come and take a place similar to a spirit guide, similar to a guide, and they will be right next to you the rest of your life. But if it means hurting you too much, they won't come back. Sometimes, you know, I see animals that will come, that will start in the family and then come down to the children and they will follow the children through and reincarnate for their children. So it just depends. I I haven't found a rhyme or reason on who reincarnates incarnates it's it's totally their decision um i was gonna ask that question about soul because could a dog be like your soul me i believe my dog is my soul me like it's weird i, I don't i don't like to use the term <laughs> soulmate. i i just it's like I, uh, um okay well maybe not soul me but like i feel like our souls are like yeah 100 you could have a connection with them 100 you could have been in another life with them before 100 you can have as close of a connection as you can to another person soulmate's a little tricky because i mean that's just yeah i know as far as like you can have such a deep you can have a connection and the way i'll describe it is almost like mother child connection where you're like i will do anything in the world for you i would die you know that kind of connection 100 you can have that deep soul connection yeah it's i mean animals and and that's another thing is you know 
we can have friendships with animals. They are our friends. They are our confidant. I mean, science has proven to us that there are health benefits from having animals, that having that communication. And I encourage everyone, talk to your pets like they're toddlers. Say good morning to them. Tell them when you're going to work, you know, tell them when you're going to be back. Ask them what they want for dinner, you know, whatever, even if it's the same dog food. Be like, you know, I sometimes I'll, you know, talk in a very, you know, fancy voice and tell my putts what they're having for dinner, you know, but it's whatever, but talk to them. They listen. Oh, I totally believe that. I honestly believe that because I have, I have two dogs, the oldest dog. Well, both of them I've had since they were both puppies and could like come away from their, you know, moms. But the the dog I've had the longest, she's like my ride or die. She's with me <laughs> through breakups and everything. And when my current fiance started coming around, I legit told him and I wasn't lying. I was like, she's a deal breaker. If she doesn't like you, it's I'm it's not working out. <laughs> And that's because she's normal and okay. You know, I, I was very similar when I met my now husband 15 years ago. I had like five or six cats at the time. I, I was fostering a couple. So that's honestly what I don't remember. I don't know how many kittens I actually had left um, that I was trying to, that I was helping adopt out. But um, I remember, and he said, he, he told me he was a, a, a dog. He was a dog person. He was not a cat person. And I'm like, well, I got cats. So you're either in this or you're out this. And he, it's, it's hysterical because he actually, uh, in the military, they have what's called geo batching where they live out where some like the 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 military member goes elsewhere and so he was and he actually took one of the cats and like he would send me pictures and she was like on his shoulders and stuff and he said this doesn't mean anything 15 years and he's still not a cat person but the cats will come over to him so no i'm with you like yeah you've got to love my animals yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask you roxy i'm like you have a dog that's like i feel like your girl dog is my boy dog where i'm just like you're, you're that's the deal breaker yeah but now i I feel like she loves him more than she loves me because she'll follow him around and I'm like, treat her. <laughs> well, and that's one of the comments I get or questions I get was like, do they have a favorite? Not really. It's it's just like kids. Like it's not, it's it's a different day, right? It's this person gives me the better treats. This one lets me sleep in the lap. This one, you know, it's it's you know, it I don't it's such, you know, yeah, yeah. As long as they're loved, who cares? You know, I mean, as long yeah. as you know. That's all that matters. That's awesome. I usually don't let my dog in here when I film, but I think because we're trying to keep everybody separated right now, that he's in here. And yeah. it's no, funny because I usually have my dogs with me when I'm recording, but I was like, no, because they like to jump on me. And if they come and scream, maybe they'll start talking to you, Nancy. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they would. Like, I like I won't even like see them on screen. And I've connected with animals that were like, and they'll be like, this doesn't sound like anyone. And they'll be like, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. But no, like I have my cattle dog who's no- not normally in here, but she... she She's insisting on being pet right now. So, huh, that's why I talked a little different. Huh, could you go girl? <laughs> it's funny because during, it's like the pets know, like, like you said, they totally understand because I was just talking to Andrea like a week ago, I had a Reiki session and the dogs were in the office with me when, you know, we were doing Reiki. They both jumped on me at the same time. And then after the person that was doing Reiki on me was like, you know, your dogs jumped on you when I was working on your heart chakra. <laughs> I was like, that's so crazy. So it's really like, it. that's it's amazing how intelligent these dogs to be, even though one of my dogs, I swear, probably plays dumb. <laughs> some of them, well, but, okay, it's just like with people though. Like some animals are not the short, you know, not the smartest, you know, like, yeah. it's, and that's okay. Like it's, you you know, just, just like with people, regardless, there's always a reason why they're with us. There's always a reason why we have them and we're connected with them. And, and it's just about loving them and accepting them as is just like they love and accept us as is. I love that. Okay. I just have one more question. Cause I know we've kind of like, I'm telling you, this subject is just like, so like, uh, there's a lot, but you know how we name our our pets do they mind what we name them 
Not really, unless, uh, unless I will say, and I've gotten crap on TikTok for this, like, don't call your animals any curse words. Don't call them fat. Don't like, don't criticize them. Like they may not understand exactly, but they get the connotation. Like don't call them like, yeah. I mean, I usually say keep it to one or two words. I know traditionally when you have a purebred, you're going to do a long name, you know, just call them the first name. Um, and don't have like a hundred nicknames. It's really great. But then it gets confusing when I talk to them because then they're like, what, you know, and then they don't like some animals won't know their name because you have a hundred names and you're not calling them the same thing twice or three times. So be careful with that. Um, but you know, whatever they, as long as you're saying it in a kind tone, as long as you're meaning well, they don't care. But I, I just, I just, I think just be really careful of what you say to them. I, you know, like I will never say B-A-D-D-O-G or C-A-T, you know, I will never use that word with them, even if they've done something horrid, because it's, they're not B-A-D, right? They're not. And, and they can tell when you're saying that word. So it's just like, okay, you're a good girl, but this is what needs to change. You're a good girl, but maybe you shouldn't have knocked over the litter box, right? Domino, which she does, you know, it's, <laughs> and it's okay, but it's just, you know, being understanding and talking to them the way you would talk to a toddler, right? You're not going to be like, help you, how dare you, blah, 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 blah. And we all get frustrated. Like there have been times mm-hmm. this catalog loves to knock over the litter boxes. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, okay, I know, you know, <laughs> but it's never BAD. Um, so whatever you call your pet, just make sure it's loving, you know. Oh, this was fun. I'm like, tell me all about animals. I think I'm an animal person. Well, I didn't tell Roxy, but oh well, you kind of know the owl situation. So last week oh. I was driving, it, it was like 10:30 at night, and I don't well, I guess I live in the hills, so there's animals, but this lady was stopped in the middle of the road because there was an owl stopped in the middle of the road. And so she's flagging people down, like, help me with the owl. So I stopped to help with an owl. And it had like rope wrapped around it. Like somebody had tried to like, I don't know if they just playing a joke. I don't know. So we un we un um took off the rope from it, but it wouldn't fly. We 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 walked across the street to put it like in the trees. It it didn't move. So we were like, uh, might be hurt. So we try to find like a place for it um to go home or like the vet something to be able to take it. And we couldn't find anything because obviously it was super late at night. The lady ended up keeping her, and then they took her the next day to like. Like a, not like a vet. It was like this. Like a rescue place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. for like, not dogs and cats. It was like. Yeah. All yeah like a, yeah. Like a, yeah. I get it. Like a nature. Yeah. yeah. So I wish I had your ability to be like, where do you belong? What do we do with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but even then, you know, wild animals, because they're relying on instinct, it, it can be challenging because you're like, so if I was connecting with it, I, I could try and tell them we're trying to help you, but it's going to be like, what I'm going to be getting is like fly or bad or I'm going to be getting usually like one words like but very instinctual kind of feelings and it's going to be like fight or flight kind of feelings generally um you know like I I like to you know uh, like we'll get deer in the backyard and I'll be like I'll try and work with them and I'll be like safe 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 you know I'll be trying to tell them that they're safe there and um I'll just get run or no like no but it's very like one word kind of just instinctual that's interesting well this was fun but do you want to give people your tiktok your instagram how to communicate with you how to book sure it's uh so my website is nancymello.com it's n-a-n-c-y-m-e-l-l-o.com my tiktok is my name 
nancy.mello, M-E-L-O. Facebook and Instagram are both Nancy Mello official. So just keep it easy. Uh, but booking a session directly on my website, obviously I'll never, I'll never DM you. I, it's amazing. Like, how, you know, and I think for everyone that kind of does this, like how many crazy people are out there. And I don't like saying crazy like that, but just imposters that yes, will go right. and go, Hey, I can feel your energy. And I'll be like, I don't even talk like that. So, yeah. You know? <laughs> But yeah, so you can always uh, hit up my Instagram. I do, I, I don't want to say every Friday night because again, 2023 is all about self-care. So if I need to go and like eat marshmallows and watch RuPaul Drag Race on Friday night, <laughs> like I will make an announcement on my IG stories. But I do try and and go on um, 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday night. So hop on that. I don't care if you've never followed me before, whatever, you just ask a question. I'm, you know, I'm very open. There's nothing I haven't heard or, you know, so yeah, just hop on. I'm happy to try and help. But uh, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this is time flew by. Honestly, I know. Talk so much. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and your and your gift with us. Like, it's amazing. Like, Andrea said, we're gonna have all her information in the show notes of this episode. And we're definitely gonna tag her on our Instagram page for you all to go follow her, which I mean, is gonna make it easier for our listeners. Like, you know, it's a legit page we're sending you to. (laughs) And thank you, ladies, because we need more energy like this out there. Like we need more good vibes and not just like, oh, yeah, I have good vibes because you can say it and not have good vibes. You know what I'm talking about? Where someone's like, I have good vibes. And you're like, do you? Because you are like in the next photo. Like, no, but no, it's so good to have people like that talking about this. Like talking about like, look, there's this energy out there. And just about being open to what's out there. I mean, that that's the key. So thank you so much for having this and talking about this. I think it's so important. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> well, if you guys need to get in contact with her again, they're in the show notes. Like Roxy said, we'll put her information on Instagram. We will also put her information. We are going to be ending this, sending tons of love, tons of light, and we are out this BITC. Good vibes, stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas. Good vibes, stick the inside the mind of psychic mamas. Psychic mamas, I'm